The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Welcome back to another episode of Being Bumo. I am so excited about today's episode because I have two girls myself and I'm all about raising them as kick-ass women that believe they can do anything. So much of what we see on media and movies don't portray young girls or women properly. I chatted with Jess Wolf today, the CEO of Rebel Girls, a girl-driven edutainment company on a mission to inspire and instill confidence in 50 million girls globally. Since I interviewed her, my daughter Chloe and I cannot stop reading and talking about Rebel Girls. Her and I are both addicted. It has really changed our lives and we actually read it every single night before going to bed. Jess shares with us how we can raise our little girls to be confident, bullish, go-getters at a very young age and how we can do that right in our own homes. With that said, here's our conversation. Hi Jess, welcome to Being Bumo. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us. It's lovely to be here. I am really excited to dive into this conversation as I'm a really big fan of what you guys are doing at Rebel Girls. But before we dive in, um, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and share with us a little bit about Rebel Girls for those of the people that have may not have ever heard of Rebel Girls before. Sure. My name is Jess and I'm the CEO of Rebel Girls. And we are a global multi-platform entertainment brand laser focused on inspiring and instilling confidence in a generation of girls around the world. And we do so with content, we do so with physical products and with community and experiences. We're best known for our books, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, where we showcase extraordinary women across history, across geography, across field of excellence, and we tell their stories as fairy tales, as biographical fairy tales. We are primarily for girls ages 6 to 12 and their families. Incredible. And how did Rebel Girls start, I guess? I mean, what is the story behind creating your very first book, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. But why did Rebel Girls start? Why do you guys exist? And if we could talk a little bit about your brand mission, that would be great. Sure. So we exist uh, plainly and simply because representation in children's media is still pretty pathetic. So if you look across children's media, only a third of characters showcased are female. And then if you look at those female characters, only a percentage have a job or a career ambition. And an even tinier percentage of those are not white females or maybe have different sexual preferences or levels of ableness. And so we wanted to change that. We wanted to give girls more role models to become whoever they want to become, to have inspiration, to have confidence. So if she can see it, she can believe it. And so when we looked at the children's book universe, only 19% of children's books have a female character that has a job. 
Hmm. And that compares to 81% of children's books that have male characters that have a job or career ambition, right? The BBC came out with a, a new list in 2018 of the 100 stories that most changed the world. Only 17 of those stories were about women and only two about non-white women. And that's just pretty pathetic. That needs to change. Yeah. That doesn't represent who we are as a society or, or what we can all achieve. And so, you know, we decided to create a book and then we went from there to change that, to give girls more real life role models so that every girl out there can find one, if not dozens of role models and inspiration for who she wants to be. I love that. So that was the genesis. I absolutely love that. And now thinking back on the books that I have for my my children and the movies that they watch and the shows that they watch, I think that there is a general like uptick in more so lead female characters, but you are absolutely right when it comes down to these girls or women having jobs, you're like, wait, what were they doing at home all day, right? And that is something that I think a lot of parents, even myself, we kind of overlook sometimes and until someone like you guys are like, wait, that's not the, the story that we should be telling our children, right? And so why do you think that media in general have not changed this narrative um, about women and girls. I mean, we're in 2021. Things have changed. But when you look at the Disney movies, when you look at all these other stories, they're quite similar to what it used to be. Why do you think I, that is? I, I agree. And, and there's another study that came out that even said, when we portray women characters versus male characters as the protagonist, what is what is their strength? And for the male characters, it tends to be STEM skills or strength, physical strength. And for women, it tends to be magic. And so when you think about, you know, <laughs> I, you know, Disney has even come out with like much more uh, badass princesses than the princesses that we got to to you know watch when yeah. we were kids. But they're still they're princesses. Uh, they use magic. They are not relatable to yeah. today's youth in any way, shape, or form. Versus, you know, Bruce Wayne, like, is a really good science guy. And you could be like, oh, I could be an inventor and I could create these kind of things, right? He's a human who, like, uses science. And so I don't know why it hasn't changed quickly enough. I know that we definitely want to change it. And I think there are others who are following suit who think that now is the time to change this narrative but it, it can't change fast enough. I mean, so much of our upbringing and so much of our childhood comes from these fantasy kind of stories and make-believe events, right? And looking back on kind of the most memorable moments, a lot of it is fairy tale. A lot of it is not relatable. A lot of it is not realistic, right? So do you feel like as girls get older, that could actually hurt them? Or is there like a fine balance of, you know, showcasing reality, showcasing things that they can relate to, but also sprinkle in the magic and the fantasy? I think there's room for everything. So long as you have the substantive piece, 
there's room for fantasy. There's room for magic. I mean, I love Harry Potter as much as the next person. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, there's there's a, one more very interesting statistic out there, which is called the Scully effect. And 63% of women in STEM today attribute them being in STEM to Agent Scully. Huh. And having this, like, woman character who was you know, a scientist and leading the way. And and that's just remarkable. It shows that like the power of even one major character to inspire the careers of so many girls turned women now, now in STEM. And so to me, there's room for everything as long as there actually is everything, as long as we are providing these like examples of real life, how to be who you can be, what there is potential. And ideally, you know, we do it in a super entertaining way. So you don't even think that you're eating broccoli. You think that you're eating ice cream, um, <laughs> but it's doing good at the same time. So, so I'm an advocate for all of it. We just need to make sure that there's all of it. Out yeah, there. you're absolutely right. Because uh, my daughter, she, my oldest daughter is six years old. Um, so she's starting to read and in school, she says that her favorite subject is science. She just loves science. And so I was trying to think of who I could talk to her about when it comes to science. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like no one educated me of amazing women scientists. Like, I don't know who these people are. Right. And that got me thinking, like, why aren't we highlighting these people in these fields for young girls? Because that is where the dream starts for them. Right. Because my child is obsessed with science. So I'm going to have to check out Scully. And we highlight a few wonderful scientists as well. Have you ever applied something on your child and wonder, hmm, I wonder what's actually in this thing? I mean, I've definitely been guilty of that. That is why I've been using Pipette since I discovered it when I had my second child, Colette. When I first became a mom and learned about all the harmful ingredients in some skincare products for kids, it completely shocked me. Did you know that the FDA bans only 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products? Um, excuse me? I was introduced to Pipette when I had my second child and wish it came into my life sooner. Pipette actually bans more than 2,000 ingredients, ensuring products are safe, effective, and they use only non-toxic ingredients available. Pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start. I mean, we all want what's best for our children, and that includes using only the safest products on their delicate little skin. I mean, what goes in always comes out. Pipette's products are also EWG verified, vegan, hypoallergenic, sustainable, and pediatrician and dermatologist approved. All of Pipette's products are made with a key ingredient, squalene, a personal favorite ingredient of mine for my own skincare. It actually leaves the skin so, so supple and soft. My absolute favorite product from Pipette is their baby oil and baby balm. It's still something that we use every single night. Pipette has quickly become a customer favorite for its ultra gentle baby lotions, oil, and wash. And right now you can score 30% off its entire collection of personal care items. Visit pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with the code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Stop wasting money on the wrong hair care. For the longest time, I would literally purchase some of the most expensive hair products thinking it would fix all of my hair problems. But guess what? It didn't. 
However, I've been using Gemmist and I am obsessed. It's a new company that makes salon quality hair care products. All you have to do is take their quiz and they recommend the best formula for you based on your hair type, density, and concerns. What's really cool is that it also matches you with a scalp bar. And I guess I've been neglecting my scalp my whole life because it is a game changer. Also, you can save money by subscribing. You can save 20% off on every order with Smart Subscribe and get free shipping. You can also try Gemis risk-free with free and easy returns within 30 days. Also, did I mention that it's women-owned? The CEO and founder, Alison Haar, is a mom of two. We love supporting busy parents here, right? If you are ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemmis. Right now, my listeners can give Gemmis a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already save 20% on each order. So this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it as early as this weekend. Just go to gemmis.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter BUMO at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That is gemmist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com and enter code BUMO at checkout to get the best hair of your life. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. So you guys have sold millions of books up to date. And I think I read somewhere that you guys broke the record for the most funded children's book in Kickstarter's history, which is pretty impressive and wild. Um, I mean, how did that happen? That is correct. We were today, we are the most successful book in, in crowdfunding history. We raised $1.3 million for the first book in 2016. And, and I think the message really resonated with parents who are looking for more ways to inspire their daughters. Um, you know, the timing was also when it was uh, Hillary was running for president against Trump. And like there was that whole movement happening and people wanted more. And it was the moment in time when people wanted more. And uh, we gave them way, way more female role models to look to. That's incredible. So did you guys launch with a video or messaging just because I know we have a lot of parents here that are, are listening to this podcast that have aspiring dreams and goals that they want to achieve as well. So I would love to hear how you guys launched this campaign. Yeah, we had a couple of different videos. Uh, the first one was a video of a mom and a daughter uh, going to a bookshelf. And there was a bookshelf full of books. And they started taking out the books that didn't have any, you know, uh, showing like they took out the books that didn't have any uh, male characters and they took out three. And then they go and they took out the books without female characters. And then they took out the books that like where the female character was a princess and didn't have a job. And like you saw a bookshelf full of children's books, how many were left at the end that actually had female characters that had jobs or career ambitions. 
And we talked about the need for this because actually when you go to the entire bookshelf, it's just full of a very one-sided representation. And if you have a daughter, you want her to be inspired too. You want her to have role models. You want her to have stories. And so I think that was the real emotional appeal that launched the Kickstarter. I love that. And you guys have since launched many other products um, and also other books as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the products and things that you have launched besides the, the first official book? Sure. So since then, we have about a dozen books now. We've uh, started going into themed anthologies. So last year, we released 100 Immigrant Women Who Changed the World. This year, uh, it's 100 Real Life Stories of Black Girl Magic, which we're really excited about. And we have more of those planned. We've also released chapter books and minis and whatnot. From uh, books, we went into audio. And it's the next storytelling uh, mechanism and medium for us. So we have a podcast we started three years ago. We've grown from 11 episodes a year to now we're releasing a new episode every single week. And our episodes take the stories from the books and they blow them out. And so we tell this fairy tale episode for 20 minutes every week about one woman and who she was as a girl and how she was raised and what she thought about it, how she became the woman that did this really big thing so that we can make her more relatable to girls. So that kind of, that was audio. And then as we are building out further, we basically have three main pillars to what we're doing. So there's content and telling bold stories about women and women's accomplishments, physical products that complement our storytelling, and then really fostering a community. And we want all of these girls to be self-identified rebel girls. And so we're building out experiences for them. So we have two major, major events every year, uh, one for International Women's Day and one for International Day of the Girl. And we bring together women and girls from the books all of our super fans right now, they're virtual events for all to come. And it's our coalition and we celebrate women and girls and females accomplishments and, uh, and really build the community. And so from there, you can expect, you know, in a post COVID world, uh, some in real life events and camps and meetups and whatnot to continue to build this community. That's incredible. That sounds so inspiring. And is it for kids and also for adults as well? Yeah, everything we create is for girls and those that love them. So everything is has a kind of co-viewing, co-listening, co-reading emphasis so that it really can be a family, a family event, a family uh, a story. So I love that you guys are inspiring and instilling in a generation of girls around the world. So let's really get into it. What are some of the main challenges and hurdles that girls are facing today more than ever? Well, we have a, we've seen studies that show that there's a confidence gap that starts at age six, where girls think that they are less smart and less capable than boys. And we think a big part of that is because of the stories that we tell them in the household, on television, in school. So eradicating that confidence gap is still a major hurdle for girls who then become women. And starting early is really important. We also see, you know, girls today, especially in pop culture, as being, you know, overly sexualized. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure to like look and act a certain way. And so that's also kind of a challenge 
for girls to overcome from the like self-image and self-love perspective. Um, and, and then if you look at it really globally, uh, you know, there's still so many girls out there around the world who lack access to quality education, to quality healthcare. Um, there's quite a lot of room for growth in the like female empowerment uh, movement globally. Yeah. I could only imagine for the girls, especially as they become teenagers in this day and age, right? You know, I grew up in an era where, and I'm sure you, you as well, where digital was not really much of a thing, but now these kids are attached to their devices. They are constantly mirroring themselves and looking at what other people are doing, their peers are doing. And I can't even imagine the pressure. I'm just getting ready for my girls to to go through that. And I'm, I am preparing myself, right? Educating myself on like, how do I make, cause I can't, we can't protect them for forever. And our job as parents, my job as a parent is, you know, how can I build them up? So when they do have access to, you know, these platforms and, you know, their peers are doing certain things, how can they stand up for themselves? And so do you feel like, through storytelling, through these kind of stories that you guys are telling through Rebel Girls, it is helping young kids become more confident as they face hurdles in their future life. Absolutely. And and that is the, the goal of everything we do is how can we just be a confidence building, like IP generating company. And we get really really enduring stories that come back to us. Um, I'll tell you a couple that came even the last month. Uh, one mom wrote to us and uh, her six-year-old was you know, at school and the, the boy in the classroom was like telling her that she couldn't do X, Y, or Z because girls can't do X, Y, or Z. And she came back and she like shoved our book in his face and said, yes, they can. And here's a whole book that proves it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And and another story that came a few weeks ago from a parent who had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and they were drawing and doing an activity and the five-year-old was getting really frustrated and she was kind of giving up. And the seven-year-old turns to her, her younger sister and says, you can't give up. It's against the rebel girl's law. <laughs> and, I love that. And so there's just little things here of like, well, we're teaching girls with these stories of resilience and tenacity and showcasing women from all over the world in so many different backgrounds who overcame to achieve and really turning those into the new fairy tales. We're giving girls tools about tenacity, about overcoming obstacles, about life is hard and you have to face challenges, but guess what? Like you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And these are conversations that I wish I had growing up as well, because, you know, I think God bless my parents. I had the best parents in the world that loved and cared for me so much. And I really can't complain there, but, you know, they wanted to protect me from this scary world that once I went out into this scary world and I faced these hurdles and I faced these kind of situations that I was unsure of what to do, I just wanted to give up because, I wasn't aware that these things happen to people, right? So I think a lot of the times parents might seem 
might think, oh, we don't want to take away from their childhood. Like less is more, you know, we shouldn't tell them everything. But I think we're in a generation now where we understand that kids can actually take it. You know, it's our job to really not protect them, but let them be aware of the reality and also uh, prepare them, right? But without scaring them, still letting them know that they are safe, you know, and they we we will protect them. But this is what's about to come and this can happen. And if it does happen, this is what you can do, the solution to it, right? And then also hearing the stories of these incredible women. So yeah, I would personally love to know what are some of your favorite stories that exist in Rebel Girls? So I am an athlete, so I love the stories of the athletes. And uh, my hobby is climbing mountains, so I really love the stories of the mountain climbers. Um, There's two main ones in there. The first is of a woman named Junko Tabai, and she was the first woman to climb Mount Everest in the Seven Summits. She was from Japan. She climbed Everest in the 70s. She started out not an athlete at all in a culture that did not nurture female athleticism and was the first woman in the world to climb Everest. So I think her story is incredibly inspirational. And then there's a story of Purna Malavath, who is the youngest girl to ever climb Everest. She climbed Everest to age 13, an Indian girl. And again, wasn't primed for that, but had a police officer who encouraged her to climb another mountain and she got a taste for it and trained and did it. So, so I love those two mountain climbers. Two of my other favorite stories of athletes that just like overcame amazing things. One is a woman named Mary Calm. She's a professional boxer from India. She won eight world championships, which is more than any man or woman ever has done it. But her story was she grew up in poverty and she secretly trained in the boxing rink to make money. Her parents only found out about it when they saw her on TV. <gasps> wow. And like, and, and what she, a way to find out about your child's talents. Right. And, and she, you know, there, there was another Indian person who had gone to the Olympics and gotten a medal in boxing. And that was what inspired her to even start, right? Um, and there's another story we tell about a ballerina named Alicia Alonso. And she was from Cuba and she was a professional ballerina who went blind in her early 20s and spent a year on bed rest only, you know, with her fingers, dancing with her fingers, the movements to, to the various ballets and became a professional ballerina completely blind and recovered from bed and like learned how to dance and perform without eyesight and had a really successful career. And so these are the stories I love, which is just this drive and resilience and, and spark for life and what it it let these women achieve. And that's so incredible because if not rebel girls, I probably have never even heard of these stories or will ever hear of these stories. And it takes someone like you guys to really kind of bring them out and say, look, look at all this stuff that um, women of all ages and colors are achieving. And it's not getting shown anywhere, which is, is sad. But at the same time, it also shows you the potential that, you know, of what women and girls can really achieve. So thank you for doing all that you guys do. That's so incredible. And have you guys noticed that when girls and even adults get into your books, are they like, how come I've never heard of these stories before? So, so many women and and men say that because 
we haven't been taught these stories in history. We've been taught such one-sided history lessons forever. I mean, I was pretty upset. Um, I found out, found out about Madam C.J. Walker through Rebel Girls. Madam C.J. Walker was the first self-made millionaire in the world. She also was the, the daughter of slaves and Pitt Cotton and did this all before women even had the right to vote and was a, a Black woman you know, over a hundred years ago who did this. And I went to business school and we never studied a case on Madame C.J. Walker in business school. We never, I, and I never heard about the, the entrepreneur, the first woman entrepreneur to make a million dollars who did this. So it's sad to me how little we were taught. And that's also why I think it's just so important to now bring these stories to light because they are incredible stories that everyone should know about. That's incredible. And it's actually my first time hearing about CJ Walker as well. So thank you so much for sharing that story. If there are any parents that are listening on this podcast that have daughters and they're raising daughters, and there's especially even my own husband, he's like, deathly scared of raising these teenage daughters as they continue to grow and have different interests. Do you have any advice for parents that are raising daughters and how to raise confident and just like self-aware human beings? So I think encouraging your daughters and really, really helping her find her passion. I think the more she can become really good at something, the more confidence she's going to build. And that confidence is going to spill over into the next and the next and the next thing. So helping your daughters um, achieve early on and something that they truly are passionate about, whether it's soccer or piano or painting or swimming or math or computer coding or whatever it is, finding her passion and exposing her to enough things where she can really have a passion and then encouraging that and helping her build that confidence of getting better and better at better at something that she cares about. That's the confidence that's going to help her as she becomes a teenager and she faces the next thing and the next thing because she'll have a history of trying, failing, trying, succeeding, and that whole pattern of keep going and caring about what she's doing. And as far as for Rebel Girl, I would love to hear what's next for you guys. How are you guys expanding? I know that you guys are taking over the world by the storm, um, but we'd love to hear what you guys are working on next. Sure. On the storytelling front, we're really expanding our mediums. So in addition to the publishing and the podcast, we'll have a digital um, an app that's coming out, an audio app later this year. We're also working on television shows and a Broadway show. So thinking about different ways of storytelling there. From a physical products perspective, we are working on board games and puzzles and card games and apparel and different and you know crafts for girls to play and to use their brains and to expand their knowledge of these amazing women and who they are and kind of how they interact with the world. And then from our events perspective and our community perspective, you can expect two amazing events for International Women's Day and International Day of the Girl each year. But next year, think about Rebel Girls camps and in real life events and more community building activities. Love that. And if there's one wish for girls 
in this world, what would that be? Oh, it, it would be that they all are their most confident little badass selves. And, you know, the, the statistic of girls thinking they're less smart and less capable than boys at age six, like, I hope that goes away. I wish for that statistic to be eradicated and that all children grow up feeling confident and feel excited about the prospects for their life. All right, Jess. Well, thank you so much. This was so inspiring. I am ready to dive into a Rebel Girls book and just be inspired myself and also read it to my daughter. So if people want to learn more about Rebel Girls, where can they find you guys? Rebelgirls.com. You can also visit our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages, but rebelgirls.com. Incredible. Thank you so much, Jess. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at BumoParent. And to learn more about BumoBrain Virtual School, follow us at BumoBrain or head over to BumoBrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.